all. Hello and welcome back to Booch Ball. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by my lovely, lovely co-host, Freed. How you doing over there, Freed? Hanging tight, baby. <laughs> Hanging tight. And we just hung an L on the NC State Wolfpack, Freed. It's been a while, but this is a winning week on Booch Ball for a change. Huge win. Slight sarcasm, but hey, a win's a win. Gotta right. take what you can get. Win's a win. We gotta win over a ranked team. That being said, it was at home and it was only by one point. But Freed, as you know, in the other most important game of the week, Appalachian State beat Coastal Carolina, another ranked team. So by the transitive property, we had two wins over ranked teams this weekend. Are we going to be top 25 next week? I mean, is that how that works? (laughs) Dude, if we beat Pittsburgh, another ranked team, back-to-back weeks in a row, I mean, shit, Vanny, I feel like if we beat two ranked teams back-to-back in a row, especially if we went at Pittsburgh, like, Manny's good. I don't know. I feel like with every win and every time they start playing well, it just brings up more questions about why they played so poorly the few weeks before that. (laughs) I mean, if the talent's there... What's left? The coaching? I don't know. Get them ready to play. It's because Tyler Van Dyke is the MVP of this team. But yeah, we had a shakeup in the top 10 with Penn State losing to Illinois. Navy almost beating your Cincinnati Bearcats, Freed. What happened there? Everyone takes a false step every now and then. Navy's a good team, though. Don't get me wrong. I know they don't have the best record. But anytime in the middle of the season, you got to face that service academy. Well, Wake Forest seemed to face off against uh, a different service army. Um, 70 to 56. Wake Forest had like the fastest scoring offense of all time. 70 points with 17 minutes of possession. They still gave up 56, though. Mm. Not easy to defend those service academies run that triple option. But, whoa, we're talking about our slate now. Hold on there, Alex. Hold on. Last week's slate, baby. Jump on in. Wake Forest. We both nailed that one. The Boochies had it too. We all knew Wake was covering. (laughs) What was next? Pitt and Clemson. We were not on the right page with that one. No. Pitt hung on, really kind of dominated. Clemson just looks completely inept on offense. They're an enigma. It's because they don't have Tyler Van Dyke playing quarterback for them, Freed, obviously. Hey, but the Boochies got that one. They picked Pitt. Wow. All right, Boochies. Hopefully, uh, well, let's see how the Boochies shake out this upcoming weekend as Miami takes on Pitt. Yeah, we'll see. And then Notre Dame did just enough to cover against USC. Did all right there. Boochies pushed on that one. Mm. And then what won the week for you was San Diego State staying undefeated against the Air Force. I thought they were going to cover. They didn't up in the mountains. This was an anti-academy weekend for uh, our nation's armed forces. Army, Navy, and Air Force all go down. Tough week. And the Boochies went down with the plane. That was the Boochies' one loss of the week. (laughs) So, Alex, you went three and one. I went two and two. The Boochies went two and one and one. And... With your three-in-one week, Alex, you join me in positive territory. Welcome to the Plus 50% Club. Oh, I knew I'd be here eventually, Freed. It's just a matter of whether or not I can stay here. Flex on them. And you got the Booch bet. Let me pay up real quick. Five schmeckles for Booch. Beautiful. Wow. You paid for my Booch here, Freed. So it's good to be in positive territory here. 
But Freed, since you paid for my booch, I'd say we might as well go ahead and start drinking this booch. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Let's pop it off. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Booch Ball. It is now time for the first segment of our show, What We're Drinking. What We're Drinking. All right, Freed. We are drinking a booch I have never consumed, which is something I like to try to do on Booch Ball here. We're drinking a GT Synergy Golden Pineapple. Let's dig into this thing. It's got a, a color very similar to the GT's Lemonade. I actually accidentally grabbed the lemonade, the GT's Lemonade that was in my fridge and then had a moment of panic. Why do you say we crack this thing open and take a little sniff? Let's do it. Sniff test. Mmm. Flavorful. Tart. Well, tart pineapple scent. Strong on the aroma. Sweet smelling. I'm getting very, very strong wafts of pineapple. I feel like pineapple is like a, a, if you put pineapple in something, that is a big ch- game changer. Like if you put pineapple on a pizza, like people are, get pissed about no. pineapple on a pizza. Would no. you ever put a pineapple on a pizza? No. Why? Okay, why not? I would totally put a pineapple on a pizza. Why wouldn't you? It's just not for me. It's like, it's one of those ingredients that sogifies the whole pizza. I like a crisp pizza. You don't want it to be greasy. You don't want it to be soggy. And pineapple has a very contrasting flavor to what I'm going for. (laughs) It gets that umami taste, I guess, Reed. You must not like that. Hmm. I've never hit that euphoric zone of my tongue before, I guess. (laughs) Let's take a little sip of this thing and see if the golden pineapple hits that little space in your taste buds. Mm. Pineapple as a flavor tends to overpower, which is why it's such a well-known mixer for sweet, fruity, alcoholic beverages. Yeah. And I think this kind of does the same. It really, it's real sweet. This is a lot for a late night recording session, Alex. Mm-hmm. That being said, I just had dinner, so this is a this is actually exactly when I want to have that little sweet booch as a little dessert. Dessert booch, nice. All right. Well, so the golden pineapple, uh, yeah, getting what your sense of what you're saying about the sweetness. Um, this is a five percent juice. Five percent is the standard GTS. I think we had a ten percent health aid last week. That tropical passion fruit tangerine was our ten percenter. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, it's sweet. It's citrusy. I'm actually enjoying it as it stands now. A nice nightcap. Mm-hmm. Well, Fried, we'll check back in with this golden pineapple a little bit later on in the show. We've told you what we're drinking. Folks, it's now time to move on to the next segment of our show, in which we will be introducing friend of Boochball, former athletic trainer. It's the one, the only, Sam Jazzo, joining us to talk about what we're thinking. What we're thinking. Here he comes. Here he What's comes. up, boys? What up? Dipping dots? Nature's dipping dots. Quinoa. Alley boy. Wow. You really are a healthy guy. Well, Freed, entering into week nine in the college football season, and we're starting to see a a coaching carousel. We see Ed Orgeron out at LSU. USC has already fired their coach. And we've been clamoring for Manny Diaz to go. He beats NC State 
at home by one point, all of a sudden we're like, maybe Manny's not so bad after all. Maybe we keep him around, see what he does against Pittsburgh. Uh, my head's spinning in this carousel, Freed. How are you feeling? I'm not saying anything about that. I'm still ready to fire Manny. When you're not the guy, you're not the guy. Texas Tech just made their decision to fire their coach. They're five and three this year. So there's a lot of factors in play, but I'm still ready to get out of here. Like you said, there are a lot of factors involved here, Freed. Wouldn't you agree that injuries are a major factor here? I would argue more that injuries are less of a cause for Miami's struggles and more of an effect of the shortcomings of the coaching staff. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Freed, why don't you say we bring on Samuel Jazzo? Can I call you Dr. Samuel Jazzo yet? Uh, you cannot. You can call me a lot of things, but doctor is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, then we'll have to stick with Booch Ball's own personal medical examiner, Sam Jazzo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. All right. So, Jazz, let's, let's run through some of these injuries that we've seen this year. There's been a disproportionately high number of them. Just starting in the backfield, obviously, Derek King. Uh, when Derek first went down, what it looked like had happened was he had severe, uh, suffered a, a, an injury to his AC joint. It's the joint that holds the end of the shoulder to the clavicle. But after seeing King on the sideline in the brace that he was uh, in, it looked more like he had either had rotator cuff surgery or had had surgery on a, a torn labrum. Now, can it be said that those two things were caused or either of those two things were caused by the injury mechanism? Probably. Um, although I think it, it, it kind of like his ACL, it could have been something that uh, was built up wear and tear. Mm, interesting. So Jazzo, my dad in high school suffered a torn rotator cuff and he credits that as why he, you know, his football career ended early. What do we think about my dad's claims there? A torn rotator cuff, he was on kickoff coverage. Um, does mm. he have a valid excuse? Well, uh, no. Uh, in today's day and age, he, he wouldn't. But, uh, you know, surgery back in the, you know, 60s and 70s when your dad was coming up was probably not uh, the best. So uh, they probably did more damage with whatever surgery. Well, let's, let's stay on the shoulder injury track and let's talk about tackling with his shoulder injury. Bubba Bolden just announced that he's going to be done for the year. He's going to go in for surgery after trying to play through shoulder injuries for the past five weeks. Hmm. Well, well, Freed, I mean, I can't imagine you know much about tackling uh, since it doesn't look like you've tackled a person ever in your life. <laughs> I did tackle Ethan Creo on a cruise ship somewhere in the Caribbean Sea in 2015. <laughs> Bimini. Did it, did it happen if nobody remembers it? <laughs> but uh, you, you really, as somebody who did once play offensive tackle, I can tell you that uh, you do really need your shoulder for uh, those open field tackles. You need to put the shoulder right in the sternum of the guy you're tackling. And, you know, may, maybe it's all these shoulder injuries that can explain in a way why we have such poor open field tackling. Uh, you know, guys aren't feeling confident that their shoulder's going to be there after they stand a guy up. <laughs> so, Derek King, shoulder injury, just a, a few games after coming back from his ACL injury. Staying in the backfield, Miami now has their top two running backs out for the year with knee injuries. Cam Harris and Don Chaney, both done for the season. What does it tell you when multiple players in the same position group are going out with torn ACLs? 
having a significant uh, concentration of injuries in one one group makes you think that it could be one of two things, right? It could be the way we're conditioning or it could be the way that we're coaching technique. At levels like this, I can't imagine that they're teaching technique that will leave guys hurt. Uh, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not a, a football coach. I'm just a mere athletic trainer, still sort of, kind of. And I can tell you that uh, you these kind of ACL injuries or the kind of knee injuries you see are really an accumulation of uh, stresses over time. And it's usually one event that finally brings the house of cards down. There is a factor of randomness into all this. And for us to make any sort of judgment whatsoever and put blame on anybody is completely unfair. But I'm going to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the season's kind of a wash at this point. Those veteran guys getting hurt, it's not the worst thing in the world for building the team. Can, can, can I ask you one question, Freed? Are we mathematically eliminated from winning the Coastal? No, of course not. Do we fire Manny Diaz if we win the Coastal? We should. <laughs> and seeing as on the Atlantic side, I don't see anybody who's coming out who's looking particularly powerful. Could Great it course. be that we could, we could still win the ACC title? Sam, don't start going down this rabbit hole. This is how you get upset at things. We're tempering our expectations. <laughs> there you go, Freed. Don't let a one-point win over NC State at home change the whole season around. That's right. I, I almost fell into that trap, and Freed, you reminded me. Good call. Temper the expectations. Bring it all back to how we coach special teams. I don't know what you can say. Did you see the play where Jacoby George fumbled the kickoff, picked it up, ran three yards, then fumbled again, <laughs> only for the ball to be recovered by NC State on the five-yard line. But fortunately, the guy had his helmet off, which was a penalty, which bailed Miami out and forced a re-kick. Two fumbles on the same play, which would have led to a first and goal. That's a game-changing play right there. Miami was incredibly lucky on that. Miami also roughed a kicker. Gave NC State an extra try, a free three points. NC State returned the favor later in the game by jumping off sides on a Miami field goal, which led to a touchdown. So we kind of just exchanged points there. I believe it was Forrest Gump's mom who said it best. Stupid is as stupid does, Mrs. <laughs> Gump. <laughs> I mean, has Miami had a return man not fumble a ball since... Devin I don't know when. Roxton. <laughs> Since Devin Roscoe Parrish in 2001. Uh, the real ones remember Roscoe Parrish. Anybody out there? Roscoe Parrish, anyone? Number one for the U. Went on to be a kick return specialist at the Buffalo Bills. Home of Jim Kelly. Perhaps we've heard of him. Hmm? Jeez, I feel <laughs> like my dad right now. That old rotator cuff is it's acting up, Freed. Jasso, what do you think? Is it my is it my freaking labrum? I hope not, dude. Uh, I would highly recommend you don't play college football. That would be my <laughs> recommendation to you, Alex. Fair enough, Jazz. Appreciate this valuable insight from Boochball's personal medical correspondent, Sam Jazzo. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to stick around and make some football picks? Goddamn right I do. <laughs> all right, then. All right, all right, all right. Well, folks, we've told you what we're drinking. The GT's Golden Pineapple. 
Freed, why don't we just take a quick stop here on the Bucha Barometer? Bucha Barometer! And see how we're feeling about this little booch. I know, Jazz, you don't currently have a booch. You're munching on quinoa um, and a lacroix, a grapefruit lacroix. Passion fruit. Oh, we had passion fruit last week. You're, you're a week too late, but we're, we're drinking the golden pineapple. Freed, I'm continuing to drink it. It's a nice, sweet beverage. Uh, I feel like this is one of these, it is what it is. It's not an everyday booch. Uh, it's not a bad booch. It's not a great booch either. I'm checking out the ingredients right now. There's some surprises in here. This is not pure pineapple. To go with GT's kombucha, which as always is made with kombucha culture, black tea, green tea, and kiwi juice. And we have pineapple juice, lemon juice, sage, mm. and 100% pure love. There it is. Mm. Sage. Isn't sage what spiritual people, isn't that what Kyrie Irving lit on fire and walked around the Barclays Center with to try to cleanse it of spirits. Yes, we do that in my house every Sunday morning. Do you? You and Kayla? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. I'm I'm familiar with a, a, a person who burns sage as well. So I know what burnt sage smells like. I don't know what fresh sage smells or tastes like. I don't really notice it in here. Do you? Mm. Not as much as I would notice like basil, because I know what to look for there. The only way exactly. I know to identify sage is when Simon and Garfunkel. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Are you going to Scarborough Fair, Freed? Or nah? Wow, I really am turning into my dad with these Simon and Garfunkel references. Anyways, it's a type of herb, Freed. I don't know. I feel like I taste the lemon now that uh, that you said that it's in there. A little extra tartness. Yeah. You know, the lemon actually, that actually explains a little bit of what you were saying about the tartness up front. So, all right. Okay. You know, that's, I like that ingredient list. Okay, I like cool. a good secret ingredient. It's nice. And I appreciated your callback to the basil. That was from GT's Pink Lady Apple, That's right. which had that, that waft of basil coming out of there. It's crazy uh, once you notice it. All right, folks, we've told you what we're drinking, the GT's Golden Pineapple. We've told you about what we're thinking, the coaching carousel, Miami being injured left and right. Canes can still win the Coastal. It's now time to transition on to the final segment of Booch Ball, which is, as always... Who we're picking. Who we're picking. All right, Alex. We got a good weekend this week. We've got some top 10 matchups, some big-time games. Miami on the road against a ranked opponent. Let's hit it from the top. We got a noon showdown of 7-0 and top 10 Michigan teams. Michigan, who's favored by four points, traveling to East Lansing to take on their crosstown rivals, Michigan State. We've got the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Throwback to last year, we did this game on our first ever episode of Booch Ball. Now we're back in season two. Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville. Georgia's favored by 14. Mm. We got a nighttime group of five showdown. SMU at Houston. Even spread, it's a pick 'em. And for this week's sediment pick, 
We're going back to a Power 5 sediment to celebrate two truly awful programs on the West Coast as 0-7 Arizona travels to Southern California, where Fried and Jazzo are hanging out this weekend, to take on USC, who's favored by 21 points. Wow. All right. Michigan, Michigan State, UM laying four. Jazzo, we'll start the bidding with you, our guest. Uh, yeah. So in honor of the other doctor who comes on this program, I will be taking the University of Michigan Harbaugh's to <laughs> beat down their cross-state rival, the Michigan State Spartans. Wow. I love that pick, Jazzo. And I'm right there behind you. I was just down in the D.C. metro area celebrating Dr. Lauren Zimmerman's marriage to noted Michigan super fan David Hershey and they had a lovely wedding they all uh, said I do and there was a large Michigan contingent almost to the point where the Miami contingent felt outgunned I had to do a Kane spell out at the freaking wedding just to level the playing field and even then there was some pushback so those Michigan Wolverines have some fight I got Michigan in this one well, when I get to the altar, I say I don't. Oh. Actually, no, edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 keep that. I want all the flames. <laughs> I don't to Michigan. Michigan State is going to keep this one real tight. Michigan hasn't played anybody just last year. Harbaugh was on the hot seat. I don't think they're the real deal. Michigan State's going to give them a challenge. We'll see what happens when Michigan gets punched in the mouth on the road. This is a classic win-win scenario. Michigan wins. Dr. LZ is happy. The honeymoon period continues. If Michigan State wins, all of a sudden, now we have Appalachian State and Michigan State winning back-to-back weeks over ranked teams. All of a sudden, Mandy's Diaz's seat gets that much cooler, Freed. What is that? If you're going to have trouble in paradise, get it during the annulment period. (laughs) True. That's true. All right, Freed. Next up, we've got the Georgia Dogs and the Florida Gators at a neutral site in Jacksonville. Should the neutral site actually be Tallahassee as far as like closer? Yeah, but nobody wants to go there. I know, but that would be interesting. Yeah, nobody does want to go to Tallahassee. Um, all right, in Jacksonville, we've got the dogs favored by 14 points at this neutral site. Freed, who are you picking here? I'm taking Georgia. They're by far number one right now. I think no doubt they go in there and hold Florida to under 14 points. Georgia will score in the upper 20s and just eke out a spread cover. All right. What say you, Jazz? Well, I mean, first of all, to your point that it's not a neutral site, I would disagree because some people argue that Jacksonville is South Georgia and others Mm -hmm. argue that Jacksonville is North Florida. I basically agree that it is a gray area between Florida and Georgia. And with that, I pick uh, Georgia, setting themselves up for a fun showdown in the SEC title game against Alabama. I'm arguing now that Alabama and Georgia are going to play consecutive uh, games against each other Mm. uh, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. So that would require Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Absolutely think that will happen. Calling it. 
Wow. All right. What do you think, guys? Love this. Well, regardless about what happens in the SEC championship, Georgia takes care of business against Florida. They're going to cover 14 points. Go dogs in honor of our good friend, Durr. Speaking of top five upsets, Jazz, you said you had a top five hot take for us on the league. This is an unofficial game, but shoot your shot. Absolutely. You heard it here first. Tulane upsets Cincinnati this weekend. And Cincinnati watches its dreams of being the first power, non-Power 5 conference team to be in the CFP to uh, dissipate in the air as Tulane <laughs> parties like it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> you do love you some New Orleans jazz. No, I don't. And I'm not just talking about the jazz. Well, I was about to say, New I'm Orleans talking about loves the jazz. jazz. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, all right. Hot take. What do we got lined up next? Deep in the heart of Texas, SMU at Houston. That seems like a fun game. I would totally go to that if I wasn't going to be in California chilling with Sir Jazz himself. Ooh. But this is a pick em, even spread. Who you got? Who are you asking? You. Me? You with the shirt. <laughs> Freed, for this one, I selected De'Ara King's former team and your place of residence. I have a soft spot for Houston now for some reason, and I've got Houston getting the win. Usually once you grow up, that soft spot in your head kind of fills in and it goes away. <laughs> Not but I'm taking the Pony Express, Whoa. staying undefeated. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hop in and take the, uh, the Pony Express as well. Don't sleep on SMU being the first uh, non-Power 5 CFP participant. You nah. never know. Nah, dog. <laughs> All right. Freed's big on those Bearcats. All right. And then finally, we have our sediment pick. Uh, you don't often see two Power 5 teams in the sediment. So Arizona sucks this year. So we've got the Arizona Wildcats everywhere. Throw your hands up in the air going out to Los Angeles, California for some Cali Citrus and some football. The USC Trojans, the head coachless USC Trojans, 21-point favorites here. That must mean Arizona is very bad. Oh, they are. All Before right. we make this pick, as is tradition on Booch Ball, we will finish the sediment from Mark Kombucha. Cheers. Totally just drink it all. Yeah. It's a golden pineapple shower. In my it's mouth. a golden pineapple shower. Wow, I can't believe it took us that long to find the episode title, but we got it. Woo! We got it. All right, Jazz. Arizona flies in to the city of angels. 21-point dogs. Who you got here? I would take USC to double cover. <laughs> I think that they're going to win by 42. As, a, as the key Pac-12 uh, correspondent now, on, as your only person who's awake during Pac-12 games, I will tell you, Pac-12 football is awful. And USC <laughs> is one of the only teams that kind of resembles a Division I football team in this conference. So watch, that, watch for them to blow Arizona completely off the field. All right. Freed? 
Yeah, Pac-12 after dark is way past my bedtime. But this game is a sediment pick for a reason, and that reason is Arizona. USC is not so great themselves, but they're going to cover. I got USC. All right, boys. Well, you know I'm a, a recent Los Angeles traveler. So, you know, a part of my heart still lies in Southern California. And for that reason, I've got the Trojans taking this one. What do you think about that? And so now we've got four games lined up. So that's our football slate for week nine. But just in case we need a tiebreaker, as always on Boochball, we're going to give you the predicted score of Miami at Pittsburgh. I've got Pittsburgh as nine-point favorites in this one. Is that correct? Yep. Jazz, what are you thinking here? I will take Miami with the W, 31-30, with the upset, and Manny Diaz's seat gets ice cold. Damn. So if only you had predicted that last game. From last week. (laughs) Sometimes lightning strikes twice. And Manny Diaz will be the man fortunate enough to be struck twice. <laughs> wow. If you'd made that pick last week, you would have been a freaking genius. What about you, Freed? What are you thinking? Sam is bringing a lot of hope to Miami. I'm still tempering my expectations. I think Pitt is going to score a lot of points in this game against Miami's defense. I think Miami is going to hang with them, probably cover the spread. But I like Pitt to get 42. Miami will have 33. Freed, we are so close. It's crazy. Um, For those exact same reasons, I've got Pittsburgh 38, Canes 31. That is a spread is eight. Wow. Hmm. So again, you got some bonus points there. You just you're making your picks as close to the spread as possible. I actually wasn't intending to pick right at the spread when I did that, <laughs> but eh, that's I'm a not good. mad about it. No, it's, it actually makes makes a lot of sense. All right, well there you go. Tempering expectations, predicting. I think that's the best way to do it. You're predicting. Maybe that's maybe I've found out what I should be doing for Miami football. Bet on the other team to win, but then also bet on Miami to cover. Hmm. But you don't bet on games. No, no, I can't do it. Too much emotional, too many emotions involved there, Freed. And it's not good to use your emotions to make decisions unless you've just drank a bottle of booch and it's time for you to come up with the booch ball ranking. That's right, Freed. We're looking at the GT's Golden Pineapple. What are we thinking here? This kombucha gives me flashbacks to throwing up a lot senior year after drinking way too much pineapple vodka. (laughs) It just doesn't do it for me. I can't taste the sage. It's a little too sweet. I don't want to drink a whole bottle of this again anytime soon. This is probably one of my least favorite GT synergies. I'm going 6-3. Whoa. Freed, 
I actually did a. I was doing a last second score change, and I landed on six three also. Oh, look at that! Locked in. Wow, very interesting. Yeah, this is uh This is what I. I wouldn't say that I hate this. I feel like because we both gave it like the exact same score, that's kind of mediocre. That's gonna like take a big hit on it. Um, I think it's. I think it's fine. Something that I like would drink, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to do the pineapple. Like you said, the pineapple flavor is just a little bit too, too much, a little too sickly sweet for me. Um, and you know, maybe put it in a pina colada. Maybe we'll talk later, but 6.3 for me. Well, so no ETF five bot is needed for this average. I mean, that's just insulting. He's on vacation this week. anyway. It's it's a bye week for the ETF five bot. Yeah. So Alex, where does this, GT's golden pineapple slot in on the Bucha big board. The GT's golden pineapple freed slots in at number 22 on our leaderboard, just below the California citrus, but just above our first ever Booch, the GT's multi green, uh, which I think is fair. I personally think that the GT's multi green is. Arguably the worst flavor out there besides Kavita's pineapple peach. I would drink the multi-green over this all day. Put your money where your freaking booch is, Freed. Put it up. Put it up on the board. <laughs> I did. I gave the multi-green look, like a seven. Look, all I will say seven. is if this kombucha was the Canes football team, we would be thrilled with that ranking. <laughs> 22, yeah. 22. Yeah, right. <laughs> Folks. Boochies, thank you for joining us for another episode of Booch Ball. Mr. Medical Examiner, Sir Sam Jazzo, thank you for your insightful comments. Miami plays Pittsburgh this Saturday at Heinz Field. Ooh, yellow Heinz Field, golden pineapple. It all makes sense why we're doing this right now. Hello. Freed, tell the good people out there where they can follow us for more Booch Ball content. Get at us on Twitter at Boochball. Vote in the Boochy polls. We'll be putting them up and they'll be ready for you to get at by the time you hear this episode. Get at them before Saturday morning games start. Sounds good to me. Well, Jazzo, any last words for us here? Stay cultured, my friends. Hey, hey. time out. Hey, hold up a second. That's my line. All right, that's Freed's line. Freed, show them how it's done. Don't forget to take your golden pineapple showers, everybody. And as always... Stay cultured. Peace. See, you forgot the peace, Jazz.